Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Good stuff, Lino Saras. What a great year. I'm so glad we uh, we furthered our relationship with Eno in 2022. One of the things I'll look back no and say that was a big win in uh, expanding that relationship and having him on every week and seeing him at the winter meetings. Really fun. If you're a baseball fan, the insight that he provides. And it's not, yes, he gets into the numbers. He really does. He digs deep, but... When we talk to him, it's not like it's not just a cavalcade of statistics and, you know, acronyms that you don't understand. Eno really does a great job of then applying, you know, why okay, why would you want to pick up this guy when he, you know, when he says, "Okay, he likes uh, the idea of maybe picking up a Corey Kluber for the Padres or a Nate Eovaldi." Um, he just does a really good job of taking that advanced study of baseball and then Really making it interesting for everybody. Me? You're talking about on. me again? No, I'm talking oh. about everybody. And me? Why, you know? why I'm so happy that we expanded our relationship with Eno this oh, year. Oh, you're talking about Eno. I thought you yeah. meant how I break down. We're talking about how, like, when idiots like you oh, idiots talk like to me. smart yeah. people so, like Eno. Yeah, it makes sense. Sense. We're talking it's about not like you. we're talking to a rocket scientist or right. something. Like, he breaks it down. He, he has that rocket scientist baseball type information in his brain, but he is able to articulate it in a way that pretty much anybody should be able to Probably comprehend. a guy that would be very valuable uh, on, it, in a team. in an organization. Yeah, yeah, in a back room before a game saying, hey, by the way, just so you know, and he's done this with players. He's like, he's like, oh, I told Trent Grisham that he's blah, 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 and Grisham's like, listen to him. It's, well, it's great. Bob Melvin has said it. I heard Bruce Bochy saying it at the winter meetings. 
you know, being using analytics doesn't mean throwing a spreadsheet in front of a player. And Correct. Say, Go to it. Figure it out. It's it's taking those numbers and taking the people who really understand them, and then finding a way to use the the key nuggets of information and presenting it to your ball players in a way that is both useful for them and understandable and doesn't bog so, them. Yeah, down. it doesn't yeah. bog them down. It really just enhances. You know their ability to succeed on the diamond, and that's really what modern coaching. A lot of it is now. It, yeah, I mean, there's still the managing of personalities, and you got to put together a lineup and stuff. But a lot of it is teaching. You know, those analytical numbers in a way that doesn't feel like you're taking medicine, or is not confusing, or giving you 19 other things to think about when a 98-9-mile-an-hour slider is coming your way. Yeah, no doubt. It's It's got to be simplified down to really the the bottom level, the the main nugget that you get out of this, this analytical information. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and the teams that are able to do that and express to their players and get buy-in from their players – uh, is uh, those are the teams that are great. The Astros being probably the best at it uh, in the game of baseball, Ben. And you know the Dodgers being also very good at it, too. So um, that's something that you'd love to see this organization really rally behind, and I know they are committed to it as well. But um, the way that Eno explains it certainly, uh, certainly makes it easy to understand for guys like us. Uh, still to come this hour, we'll talk with uh, another of our good friends, Eric Adelson, have our NFL Insider segment coming up. But right now, let's get some other... Headlines on this Thursday, our penultimate show. It's time for the Rundle Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh of boy. the Rundle Report. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rundle Report with Paul Rundle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a <laughs> All right. All right. One last time. That's it. I'm not going to be doing a round of report tomorrow. Uh, we will start off in college football. Ben teased it. A uh, familiar name. I saw this pop up on my phone yesterday, an ESPN push notification. It's kind of like, you want to be happy for somebody, but it's also like you're not happy because of the circumstances that led to the promotion, but... Obviously, Mississippi State, uh, they are looking for their new head coach, and they have found it. They have promoted defensive coordinator Zach Arnett to replace uh, Mike Leach, who passed away earlier this week. And I go, Zach Arnett, Zach Arnett. That is an old friend I even alert. checked in my phone. I'm like, yeah, we still have his number. Oh, he was uh, San Diego State's defensive coordinator for several years. We had him on every week. We had to talk to him every week at, at our, the old station. They, they made us. Yeah, he's uh, from Albuquerque. He's a Rocky Long guy. Mm-hmm. Came came with Rocky when we became the head coach. Was his yeah defensive coordinator, and we talked to him all the time, all the time. And I didn't even realize that he was coaching with Mike Leach. I didn't know that at either. Mississippi State, and all of a sudden he is not just the interim head coach, but he's getting a four year deal. He's now the real head coach. That's uh, yeah, we've got a we've got people in high places. Yeah, now. we do. We've got an in. I you know like Paulie said, you hate you hate to hear how he got the job, but they obviously uh, thought... I'm sure he would rather be the defensive coordinator. I'm sure. 100%. Yes. You know, yes. but yes. Um, the school did say 
it was by design. They wanted to get this done quickly and try to provide like stability for the program, somebody that knows the team and all of that. Um, President Mark Keenum said in a statement, our football program has dealt with a stunning blow at the untimely passing of coach Mike Leach. It is imperative that we bring stability and continuity to our team and our coaching staff as we move forward from this tragic event. I have tremendous confidence in Zach Garnett's leadership and believe he is uniquely positioned to continue the progress Coach Leach brought to our program. He brings great drive and intensity to the task. I know that they uh, they said they still are going to play in their bowl game as they want to honor Coach yep. Leach. And, you know, he would have wanted them to play, so they are going to play in that bowl game. And Zach Garnett will be coaching them and then uh, continuing and taking over the program after that. So, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll catch up with... Coach Arnett at some point. That would really be a throwback Thursday. That would be a <laughs> huge I'll make sure it's on a Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's on a Thursday. <laughs> All right. Next up, we well, you sent this to me. I, I saw something about this, and I hadn't clicked it yet until you sent it over. But my God, do we love uh, uncomfortable audio? Yeah, uncomfortable interviews is like our interview audio, sports talk radio. I'm not going to. So quit asking. How'd you gain all the weight? How'd you gain all the weight? So this happened up in Seattle, and it's involving former Seattle Seahawk Richard Sherman. Everybody knows Richard Sherman. He's not afraid to speak his mind. So I'm reading here that every Wednesday morning during the season on 710 ESPN Seattle, uh, former linebacker K.J. Wright was joining Brock and Salt. That's their show. He was just joining them every Wednesday. Brock and Salt? Salk. Salk. S-A-L-K. Like Dr. Jonas, Jonas Salk. Salk. I was waiting for you to say Jonas Salk. And uh, so each hour or every week for that hour, KJ Wright would occasionally bring in some of his friends, usually former Seahawks players that the fan base knows and love. And so he brought in defensive tackle, former defensive tackle Brandon Meebane and Super Bowl MVP Malcolm Smith as guests of the KJ Wright show, along with KJ Wright, Brock Heward, and Mike Salt. Got it. So you got three former football players and two radio hosts, and they got Richard Sherman to call in. What could go wrong? I'll... Richard Sherman explains everything. I don't even need to set it up. Here's how it sounded yesterday. You know the voice, Richard Sherman, uh, with us here on Seattle Sports on 710. When you went elsewhere, first to San Francisco and then Tampa, what did it teach you or what did you learn about the differences between those places and what you had seen here in Seattle? Well, well, first off, first off, I remember when I exited here and, and I remember some, some words from you yeah. um, oh, that were, that were a lot different than, than I had heard when I was here. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little different. I'm going to answer the questions from Brock and KJ, but we're going to excuse you out of this. Oh, <laughs> Well, so that, first well, of all, that's just not true. I mean, like, the words you heard from me were actually pretty similar to what you had heard while you were here. You just maybe didn't hear them. Yeah, because I don't listen to the show. But no, again, I don't, that's you. fine. I'm not asking oh, you to listen, but oh, the words God didn't sake. change. Oh, I didn't say anything different when you left I from when you were here. excused from the interview. Oh, all right. Well, sorry. For, for, well, for, for, really work that no, way, Sherm. This but, is, you know, a show that has my name on it. It kind of does. It kind of does, though. No, not really how this works, man. Sorry, for your dog. For your dog. For your dog. When, let, let, that's, that's, that's the only reason I'm here because of KJ. Well, like, I, I appreciate I, the, that, but the man I, thinks he can. It, like, if you, got, you can feel here, free to I'm talk about it, KJ, not because of you. Well, so. I understand yeah, that. If you've got an issue, I'm happy to talk through those with you, man. If you've got a problem, yeah, something you want to talk about. I, when the radio host says, 
Well, I mean, my name's on the show. Like, we all have that ego in this business. Wait, wait, you're siding with Richard Sherman? Uh, no, I'm just saying that it's it's interesting. I it's think interesting. Salk was a hundred percent right. You can't agree to be a guest on a show, right? And then say, but I'm not talking to one of the hosts. I mean, you if, can. You're gonna, if you're going to be on, he did. He did. Well, you, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> he did do it. I mean, what would have ha- what would happen? Let's say we invited um, Trent Grisham to be on the show, mm-hmm. but then he calls up and he goes, "Yeah, but Woods, I I heard something you didn't say. You're out of this interview." What would be your reaction? You you wouldn't back down and go, "Oh, I guess I'll go sit in the other room Woods while Brandon his Paul pants. interview Trent Grisham." You'd have to you'd have to push back. Like I would ask, I'd say, well, what 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 was it that I said? Was it the lobbying for you to be the starting center fielder okay. in the playoffs? Was it that? You know how I roll, PhD and passive aggressive and sarcasm. So yeah, I would push back in this scenario. Yeah, you are at least led to believe that Mike Salk, radio host in Seattle, praised Richard Sherman when he was there, and then. Did and he his, leave via free agency? I think he signed. He got hurt, and then I think he signed with signed with another team, somebody else. And then and he crapped on him on his way out the door, ripped him a new one. Which on radio hosts will do? Yep, they, they will do that from time to time. I somebody said years ago. Somebody said years ago. I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but they said, "Yeah, it's very San Diego to you know pouch a guy while he's here, and then the moment he's gone to rip him." And I've always kept that in the back of my mind. Like I think about Eric Hosmer, and I was how I was one of his most like ardent, ardent. What's the word? I'm ardent. For? Ardent defender. Yes. For a long time, because I knew he had a championship pedigree. I, I liked him as a player. I felt that. But then, and then you ripped him on the way out the door. But no, I started to rip him. Of course, I started because to, circumstances I, change. Right, circumstances change. I started to rip him when the play really became bad. And then when you hear things like he's not willing to work and things like that, that's when I'm like, all right, I'm done with you, man. I, I, I was I was there till the end, uh, seemingly, but it always stuck with me. It always stuck with me to not do that. You know, it's it's no, uh, I think we do a good job. We did it this morning. This morning with, with Mike, Mike Clevenger. Clevenger. Yeah. Now, now if for three years now we like him, we have a relationship with him. You're but... praising a guy nonstop. He's the best guy, he's my favorite player in the world. And five minutes after he's traded, I never really liked right. that guy. That's tired. Yeah, you're hypocritical and that's that sucks. But yeah, I mean, you can praise a guy for a while and then change your mind on him and give your honest opinion. It's kind of part of this job. It does make Richard Sherman look a bit like a clown. Oh, it does. Absolutely does. It does make mind. him look like a clown. Don't call in if you're not going to participate. I'll give you that. But his the nervous laughter after he says it, oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little different. I'm going to answer the questions from Brock and KJ, but we're going to excuse you out of this. <laughs> Well, so, first of all, that's just not true. Well, we're going to excuse you out of this. <laughs> He's not, it's not funny. He's not laughing, He's really. Like, oh, God. That's oh, not God. oh, God. Yeah, that's terrifying. And uh, finally, you guys saw the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I, I so have long seen it. Ago. Do you remember? So it's actually a pretty good movie. When he's swimming in the milk of the cereal yeah. bowl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that could soon be a... Realistic uh, thing for you, if you so incline. There is a company called Mischief, M-S-C-H-F. They have created a giant, they're calling it the Big Fruit Loop. It's a box of cereal with a single giant Fruit Loop inside. One Big Fruit Loop. 
It is why do we do this in this country? 1999. Why do we do this in this country? 20 bucks. They haven't actually given out the dimensions for it, but it's it's the it size. It fits in a box. It's a box though. of cereal. But it's not a box of cereal. It's a box of one fruit loop. Ah, cereal. Ah, cereal. What is the singular of cereal? Cereal. It's not a bowl of cereals. It's a bowl, it's of, a bowl of cereal. cereal. So then the singular would be cereal as well. <laughs> yes. Cereal. Cereal. <laughs> Cereal. One cereal. One cereal. And a bowl of cereal. Dad, I cereum. want some cereal this morning. <laughs> just one? No, just, okay. I want a cereal. One berry. One crunch berry. The color of the Fruit Loop that you get will be random. Okay. You can go to bigfruitloop.com. What do you whack? Get Monday it out. Morning. Put it on the cutting board and just... Hey, I'm going to chip off a little piece. Like it's a kilo and you just chip off a little bit for your kids <laughs> and throw it in the bowl? It's 20 bucks. Like I said, they haven't released the measurements for it yet, do but they do, do put... No, it's roughly the size of the box. It is... The one single giant piece of Fruit Loop? Yes. 930 calories. To not down the full one. For comparison, a, a one serving of a bowl of Fruit Loops, regular Fruit Loops, yeah. milk and all that, one serving is 150 calories. That this feels is, low. This one's that 930. That does feel very low. I think quality. this is one of those... Yes, the actual serving, the serving size is like four serious. <laughs> one like cup of Fruit Loops, which feels like one... Eighth, Eighth of, of a bowl. cereal bowl that Fair we enough. normally Fair we would eat for breakfast. Serving size. <laughs> Four okay. cereals. Your average serving, though, of Fruit Loops. I don't know. Let's, many, call it th- let's call it 300 calories. 300 calories. Right, so least, this yeah. one big giant Fruit Loop is still three times But do you that? eat the whole thing? I mean, no one eats an entire box. <laughs> well, most people don't eat an entire box of cereal in one <laughs> serving. So, like, you cut it in quarters. And, and is it still crunchy all the way through? Or is it, like... Soft and doughy in the middle. How do you, how do you make it taste like a Fruit Loop all the way through if it's that big? I don't even. Do know. Do we like Fruit Loops in this room? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Unanimous. Uh, is it like a one? Times a year. Big, it's like a. You just like hold it. And you like, eat at it. Like eat at it like a giant. But, but donut. doesn't it need <laughs> milk? You have to get a big ass bowl. Really huge. <laughs> it's for like the Gronk, the Gronk family. You know, they're like four <laughs> brothers. They get around one bowl. Put two gallons of milk in it, and they just all like piranha. Just eating their their piece of the giant Fruit Loop. I'm in. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to have one. I want to roll it down the street. I believe it comes out on Monday, so you'll see some photos. A big ass Fruit Loop. Okay. F R O O T. It's not F R U I T, by the way. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, it is. Yeah. F R O O T. Not real fruit. Fruit. It's, fruit. I know that. It's fruit Loops. Fruit. Is it? Yeah. I've never noticed that. that? I've never noticed that. Who's the mascot? Toucan Sam. Very good. Yes. I I had no idea, Benny. You just blew my mind. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Son of a... Yeah. I've never noticed that. In all my years. No. Um, Eric Adelson will join us when we come back. Good job on the round of reports throughout 2022. Polly, we will work on uh, locking him up for 2023. Yeah, Polly, you're locked in. Just so you know. For round of reports. Get a whole Anderson, hour next our year. NFL Insider Report coming up next. Uh, we've got Thursday Night Football tonight. Would you have any idea who's playing the Niners night football? Correct. against somebody? Correct. All right. We'll get the, the other half of the uh, match. Uh, it's the Seahawks. It's the Richard Sherman. Oh, okay. It's the Seahawks. All right. And the Niners. And we'll talk to Eric Adelson. Wonder why, Purdy, I wonder why baby. they had him on up in Seattle radio yesterday. <laughs> crazy. After a check of traffic here on 97.3 I'm for the record. I'm talking to Paul only for the rest of the show and not you. Okay? I've heard what you said ben, about me. you're excused. Paul, yeah. You're excused for the rest of the interview. You can't leave, though. Hi, Paul.
think I never get time Cause I don't think things through Larry call a load of smoking I wanna disappear for days You probably never spoke of sleeping But I never want to Promise again that I'll call Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn You're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. reminder to everybody, uh, we are going to be giving away $500 gift cards tomorrow uh, during our Ben and Woods holiday and Christmas extravaganza. We're looking for just people out there, families who need a little extra help this holiday season. And you can nominate someone you know or someone you're related to, whatever, by going to 97.3thefansd.com slash holiday. Uh, just fill out the form, and then we're going to call some winners on the air tomorrow during our show. Uh, all of our gift cards, courtesy of Bird Rock Coffee Roasters, Seven Mile Casino, and then Caro Realty Group. That is coming up tomorrow. So go to 973thefansd.com slash holiday. And with that, let's kick off one last edition of our NFL Insider Report for 2022. Hot, hike! It's time for the NFL Insider Report. Are you ready for the football? With Eric Adelson. Some goofball in a hat. Brought to you by Hummel Casino. With seven restaurants, thousands of slots, thrilling table games, and a sports pub voted San Diego's best, it's no wonder Hummel Casino is always a fan favorite. Hummel Casino. Close, friendly, fun. Well, here we are, Eric, the final quarter of the season, although it doesn't work out evenly anymore with 17 games. I know that makes you sad. The last four games... Of the season beginning this week with week 15. not It's not that confusing, but anyway, hi, Eric. 
How are you, gentlemen? Doing good, buddy. How about you? Uh, how about yourself? I'm great. I'm great. He's good. We're good. We're all everybody's good. great. Let's get um, it going. Yeah, we got. Uh, what did you <laughs> say? We got uh, Saturday games. We yeah. got a triple header this week. I think the last game is the big one, though. It's the uh, the Dolphins and the Bills. And the Dolphins. Let's start there, since you're down in Florida, Eric. A team that I would say three weeks ago everyone was going maybe a dark horse contender in the AFC. Now everyone's wondering. Will they even be able to hold on and make the playoffs? What's happened to Tua and the Dolphins the last couple of weeks? Yeah, this is perplexing. You, you, you've got a lot of potential here in Florida in the quarterbacks, but not the output that everyone hopes with, uh, with Trevor, Tua, and Tom. And in the case of Miami, I, I just think that he's been a very good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. And I think that when you are not a great quarterback, then you're a little bit easier to game plan against. And I think that the defensive coordinators have sort of caught up a little bit with Tua because he's not as accurate and he's not as strong with his arm as maybe he was in college or, or maybe he wants to be, or maybe he will be eventually. But I just think that right now we're – and I don't want to put it all on him, but the receivers are clearly there. The, the, the caliber of defense is there. And I, I just think that he's not making those pinpoint throws that are going to make the difference in these close games. And uh, if he doesn't do it this weekend, it's going to be it, – it, I don't want to say spiral, but they'll, they'll fall to eight and six, and then that opens the door for a lot of other teams. He was he was horrendous in that game against the Chargers last week. I mean, horrendous was missing guys. You know, got lucky on, on one the big Chargers bomb, already had the Chargers were defense depleted and that was then completely depleted. Yeah, completely depleted. He just did not look good. Now you mentioned another guy. And it's funny. That's exactly where I was going to go. I was going to go in the Trevor Lawrence direction. Um, obviously. They have, they've had a couple of big wins. I mean, they're they're hovering around 500 right now. They're going to have a, a test in the Dallas Cowboys. But Trevor Lawrence seems to have unlocked a little bit of something. Um, and it takes some time in the NFL. Very rarely does a guy come in and just go, "Oh, look at this! It's just like college, and I'm the man." And um, you know, I was reading reading an article about him, and they said, "Look, up until this point, you know, he's had a pretty charmed life uh, as a football player. Obviously, with Urban Meyer last year, it was tough. But I think Doug Peterson, you know, Super Bowl." Champion Doug Peterson has really done some wonders to that team. Yeah, there's a real faith there, and I and I use that word on purpose because when I was around the Eagles, the Super Bowl champion Eagles, there was there was a lot of discussion of religion and what that meant, and I think that that really played a role. I don't know if it was a fundamental role, but I think it was a role, and I know that that's something that at the very least it sort of brings a little bit more of a serenity to a team that needed it. Uh, after Urban Meyer, there was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of youth. There was a lot of lack of direction or misdirection. And I think at the very least, you now have a little bit more comfort with who's the quarterback, uh, with who's the coach. Uh, and and they've, they've, got some, they've got some playmakers. Uh, you know, Zay, Zay Jones is not a household name. Christian Kirk is not a household name. Um, so they need to develop. They need to be more than a 5-8 team in terms of talent. But I think that they finally have some leadership on the sideline and in the huddle, and they're able to bounce back, and I think that's a big deal. It's it probably not going to be – I mean, it's almost mathematically impossible for it to be this year. Right. But when you get smoked by the Lions, I mean, they just got smoked. crashed by the Lions. And then, and then the next week, you're fine. That, that speaks to me. That says something because a lot of the old Jags teams would have just said, you know what, we're fishing, it's over, golf season, we're out. 
And that hasn't happened. And I think that that speaks a little bit about Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. You know, and in three of the losses uh, that they've had, I mean, they lost to the Colts by a touchdown. They lost to the Giants by six. They lost to the Broncos by four. They lost to the Texans by a touchdown. They lost to the Eagles by eight. Uh, they've been blown out in a couple of games too, but but seemingly they're they've they've hung in and and uh, I don't know, man. I, I watched him against Baltimore, uh, leading that late you know comeback and that drive, and I went, okay, that's that's the guy I saw in college for sure. And I don't know, man. They they could be fun to watch for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I worry just to put the two together. I I, I sort of worry where Tua's cap is, considering we just since his injury, since his college injury, we just haven't seen him be able to really gun it. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, I feel like that there's a lot more there. Yeah, no he doubt. Hasn't, he, he, he hasn't really been acclimated fully to the game. He hasn't seen the whole league. Uh, and, and he's got an arm and he's got legs. And, and, and that's really the prototypical quarterback. And he doesn't really have the offensive line that, that they'll probably try to build for him. So, And the other thing that I, I, I don't know if anybody in the rest of the world understands that the Jacksonville is – sort of ripped on as this this uh, outpost. I think some of that was when they hosted the Super Bowl and people just wanted to leave and it wasn't just it, – it's not like a football mecca. But those fans are really, really good, loud fans. That's a really hard place to play. It gets really hot and sticky in the, in the first part of the year. It's hard to go there out of the winter. And I, and I think that if they do get the talent, they're going to be really tough. It's too soon now. But uh, th- that's going to be a horror show for visitors if they're if they're if they get really good and the talent comes with it. Talking to our NFL insider Eric Adelson, and I was watching uh, Scott Van Pelt the other night, and he said, "I know I'm supposed to be objective, but I want the Detroit Lions to make the playoffs." No and doubt. I feel like we we all kind of feel that way. Now they started one and seven, which seems like or one and six, which seems like there's no chance to come back in the last six weeks. They have five wins and a three-point loss to the Bills, and now they got the Jets this week on the road. That's a critical game because after that, it's Panthers, it's Bears, it's Packers. They it could, could happen. They man. could run the table and get to ten wins here. The way the Lions are playing, this is shaping up as one of the more incredible stories in football, perhaps, Eric. Yeah, you're speaking to the choir. I mean, I'm from there. I'm, I, I grew up uh, diehard and, and, and truly diehard. Is, is there a more loyal fan base just because you have to be than the Detroit Lions fan base? One playoff victory in any of our lifetimes, and a lot of people were born after, after that one playoff victory, basically in the modern era, was 1991 or 1992. It wasn't even an overwhelming. It was like a close game against Troy Aikman, uh, was like a rookie. And everybody even knew that even though they won that game, the Troy Aitman was going to come back with Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and just run the table, which they did. So it wasn't even this, wow, the Lions have announced themselves as the next team. It was just sort of this great win, and that's it for 50-plus for years. Uh, so I think everyone's cheering for the Lions, and I think that Detroit and Michigan would go berserk if oh it God. even came close to this. I, I, I think it would be – really remarkable and they're so likable i mean Dan campbell uh goff is a good story uh penny sewell jamal these are these are likable characters uh i i have to say i'm a little skeptical about this weekend maybe i'm eric fatal again i hope so uh but 
Uh, Goff's kryptonite is when he gets pressured, and I think the Jets are going to pressure him, and it's going to be not great weather, and it's going to be on the road. If they win this game, I think that it's downhill in a really exciting way, like what you're saying, but I, I just have a little bit of skepticism about at the Jets. Well, the Jets need it just as bad as anyone. They're in a three-way tie for the last playoff spot in the AFC with the Chargers and Patriots. Eric, you have a happy holiday season uh, this month. Thank you so much for uh, this whole year. It's been great, and we'll talk to you again in 2023, man. Thanks, guys. Can't wait. Eric Adelson, our NFL insider on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. Uh, when we come back, we had a chance to talk to Mike Clevenger this morning. I, well, however you felt about Clevenger and his stint with the Padres, you really need to hear his interview, his thoughts as he goes to the White Sox. Really good stuff uh, from earlier today. We're going to have that for you next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And here, the NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Tower 97.3 The Fan brought to you by Gomez Trial Attorney. Seriously injured, get a real trial attorney. Get Gomez. Uh, also, just a reminder, if you haven't checked it out yet, Sammy Levitt has launched his own podcast. It's called Inside San Diego Baseball. Sam dissects all the latest news from the Padres. You can find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Woods, um, I want to thank you, before we do anything else, and Paul, I know you guys put in even more extra work than usual on the holiday extravaganza. I'm more of a here-for-the-ride sort of guy when it comes to that show. Not, yeah. even, not even close to done. But yeah, we're not. Really <laughs> so be a long I know day. you've put together a lot of stuff, and I will be going off to my other job, so I wanted to thank both of you, because I know it's going to be spectacular. It is going to be spectacular. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's purely, It's truly a labor of love. We like to do things a little different, as you guys have uh, noticed, and many of you have responded. Some people don't, and that's okay. It's not for everybody. Uh, but tomorrow's a lot of fun. We've got a, a live studio audience coming in to hang out. Got donuts, got screwball. We've got um, a taste test with you at 7.30 of some holiday food, is what we'll call it's it. It's not just going to be shot after shot of screwball. <laughs> we can do that also. That would, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, Someone needs to drive me home, then. It's Yeah, 100%. It's going to be a blast, and um, I just I look forward to it every single year. It also means it's the last day of the year for us. That's how we do it. Uh, so thanks for being here. We're going to have a, a link sent out to the so you can live stream it. You don't want to miss it tomorrow, my friends. You just don't. You got to see what we've got cooked up. 
Um, and we're going to need you. We're going to need you calling in, telling your stories. You're airing your grievances with Ben and Woods. Um, you know, bad gifts, good gifts, whatever. Uh, it's just a fun, fun day, man. Speaking of not missing it, I think you're also going to not want to miss our conversation with Mike Clevenger. We'll have that for you after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Mike Clevenger is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Clev, uh, congratulations on the new deal. Like I said, we are going to miss you, but thanks for coming on with us this morning. Yeah, I'm going to miss being there for sure, but thanks for having me again. It's our pleasure, man. It's my, I, it's my last time. Now that I'm wearing pinstripes, now I'm wearing socks. Do last what? time I'm on. No, no, God, no, no, no. Last time. I mean, we can we can do this as long as you want to do it. In fact, I'm probably going to be hitting you up for tickets as I'm coming out to, to Chicago in September with my little guy Bo, who you remember uh, drew, drew you the picture. He was devastated when I when I. Well, you, oh, that's amazing, dude. That's amazing. When when I told him that you signed with the uh, the White Sox, he goes, "What? No!" And I go, "It's fine. We can still watch him on TV. We can still go out watch him pitch in Chicago." And and he was all about it, man. Thank you for being a so kind to him and and really so kind to us as well. I know, um, I know the fans, you know, here in San Diego. I, when you got here, man, everyone was super super hyped. I know you love your time. I read your Instagram post yesterday. Just wanted to have you on, man, and 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 let you talk to the fans of San Diego. Yeah, no, I mean I had a full experience in San Diego. You know, it's something that uh, I would definitely won't ever forget. I mean, that was something like ever. Like I, I put it a little bit of an Instagram post, but it was, I mean, true to the heart. It's like I mean, every day showing up at the field, like I'll show up at the field with a smile on my face. It's never that. No, it never felt like a dog days of July. Besides maybe the body a little bit, but like mentally, it was always a great time being around the guys, being around that staff, showing up at that ballpark with the weather in san diego and then obviously anywhere i went in the town i mean they, they roll out the red carpet and everyone was just so nice and so stoked to see like a, a team doing something for the city and you know everyone's kind of reciprocating the love now it's wild because i spent i went to college in chicago spent many you know a lot of time at wrigley field and and a little bit of time uh over there on the south side and it's a different breed certainly uh not that people aren't cool and nice they are chicago is one of the friendliest cities you'll find but it's different, man. And you know, you you played uh, against those guys a million, million times. Now you're going to be with them, and you look around at the guys uh, in that rotation with you. It's pretty dirty, man. Cease and Lynn and Giolito. I mean, it's it's nasty. And and for you to to, to be able to to go in, into that situation was that kind of one of the things that excited you the most? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was the, the way the rotation was constructed, uh, the bullpen they have. Obviously, the lineup. I know uh, they might have underperformed last year, but I mean that's. I mean that's got to, that's, that's that's a fluky year for if you look at the the guys in that lineup. I mean I've pitched against them. I know how good of hitters they are, and uh, also the I uh, had a little relationship with the uh, pitching coach Ethan Katz over there. Yep. And, you know the guy. I mean he, he really knows his stuff. I uh, met him when I was 21 years old with the Angels. He, it, was, it was his first job, so uh, we kind of go back. So it was just a very comfortable fit, and uh, you know, I love the city of Chicago. Uh, we're talking to Mike Clevenger here on Ben and Woods, and I, I heard you say when you signed that you really like the mound there yeah, uh, at the White Sox right. ballpark. And I was thinking, well, I, I mean, I'm sure there's subtle differences, but aren't they all supposed to be exactly the same? <laughs> what is it that, that yeah, makes one mound better than another? Just like the balls are supposed to be the same. They're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I also think it was just like uh, I was going through changes when I was working – a whole year to kind of get back to get my velo back, kind of turn into a finesse pitcher for a minute, my like kind of sophomore year in the league. And I like knew there was a lot more in the tank. I was my body right. And it was just, it happened to click 
uh, before All-Star break at that mound in, I want to say, 2018. And I went in that game, and next thing you know, it was like 95-97 for seven innings. And I was like, there it is. And I still, I still remember Tito goes into the press conference after, and they ask him about it, and he's like, oh, the gun might have been hot. <laughs> like, Tito, I've been busting my ass for eight months to get the Zelo back. But everything just clicked on that mound. I'll never forget that day when I, like, I found that feeling of what I was searching for. Everything kind of started coming coming to, and that that's that's amazing. I mean, and, and probably we all know the mental aspect of the game. Comf- being comfortable is is a lot of it, right? It's a lot of of any athlete. He's got to be comfortable. He's got to know where the ballpark is. He loves co- being comfortable on the mound. That's probably huge. Talking to Mike Clevenger here on Ben and Woods this morning. Wanted to ask you about last year and your you know kind of down the stretch, Clev. If you could go back, knowing what you know now. What what would you have changed? Do you think you threw too much? Did you not throw enough? Like what you know? Sometimes look, it happens. You, sometimes you go out and you just don't have it. And you don't get the job done. But was there something in your mind? You're like, you know what, man? If I had taken a little off of here, or if I had had thrown a little bit more, what? Because we all know you're a worker, man. We saw you putting in the work every yeah. day. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's easy, easy to play devil's advocate. Sure. Uh, but like I like at the time, it's hard to say because going back, like when we were hitting that stretch, when I you know had that MCL sprain, which is something that doesn't require surgery, we need like a solid you know three four weeks off of going into Valgus and basically throwing. And uh, you know when I was going through like debating on just taking that time off, this is when everything was starting to really like I was just starting to click and starting to feel like the old me right there on All Star break when it started flaring up pretty bad. Then it got down to the you know post All Star break stretch, and it was like you know. We didn't really, couldn't really afford to, like, have me miss starts. I mean, I was, at the time, I was still able to, like, you know, gather, like, uh, you know, go out there and get the job done for, for a while. And it was just, you know, it was kind of that, uh, do, do I risk us maybe not even making playoffs? Right. Is that, like, a factor if I don't pitch? Or do I pitch through this and just see if I can just, make like, keep this knee maintaining through postseason? And then it was just, you know, I kind of burned the candle on both ends between just, like, rehab, work, and then, you know, trying to have you know, anti-inflammatories and then just living off that game. And then eventually it was just like, it was almost like I was, the, the knee kind of tapped at the end. So, I mean, Heinz, I mean if I look back, if I knew we were going to make postseason, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that month, I'm getting back to where I'm like, you know, I'm back to being me. Yeah. I'm throwing on two legs instead of one. That way I don't go into the postseason, uh, you know, it can't be like. How do you, how are you feeling now? How's the health uh, after the season? Oh, I mean, I'm great now. I got, I took those four weeks off of throwing, you got a PRP shot. Uh, back down here at the trainers I've been working with for years down in uh, Tampa. So, I mean, I'm and unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately for the Padres, but I'm back to you know. <laughs> oh yeah, just go ahead and shove. We'll all be, be well, jealous. Well, like, oh, I had a too early. We know it's we know it's happening. I mean, that's what happens when a guy leaves here. And if you ever face us again, we fully expect you to go seven shutout innings. It's just the way it works. I, I do have to ask though. Uh, not your team anymore, but what was your reaction last week when you saw the Padres jump in again and sign Xander Bogarts to a to an eleven year contract? I mean, I, I, I think it's beautiful for the game. I mean, it's good to see guys like really just going all in to win. It's not hell. It's not about profit margins over there. You know, it's uh, it's like we're here to win a World Series to like create a legacy and. You know, create some history for the San Diego, some more history for the San Diego Padres out there. So, I mean, I think it's great for the game. I mean, I'm excited for everyone over there. I still love those guys, love that staff. And I wouldn't, I mean, I hope you guys get second place in the World Series. <laughs>
<laughs> I get it. That's still I get pretty it. high. Yeah, I mean, I that's a, a, that means step a, forward. That means a pennant. You know, that's a pennant. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. baby steps, baby steps. Hey, we can all still hate the Dodgers together. Yeah, right, we Mike? can. It's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, uh, the Giants too. Yeah, yeah, the Giants too. Oh my God, it's going to be a the. Yeah, you know what? You picked a really good time to get out of the National League because it's like there's like six or seven absolute juggernauts now in the in the National League. I feel like if you guys could just handle up on the Astros. I feel like you're good. The Yankees may be a little bit of a problem. That's a challenge, but, but yeah. But I mean, there's there's six yeah, or seven Astros months. Are looking real good right now. They they really do. I mean, they really do. And and you know, listen. Uh, there's there's this there's been this long parallel since the the youth movement in Chicago and the youth movement here in San Diego, and everyone kind of thought these two teams will collide in the World Series at some point, right? It, it just it it just feels like destiny. So. Hopefully it's next year. Hopefully we win. You know, I'll be rooting for you to pitch well, but hopefully we win. And and I know you want to win, but um, man, you know something's got to give. I, I I hope to see it. I know you guys are going to have a bounce back year. Uh, there's just too much talent on that team uh, to not you know win at least ninety ninety five games. It's it's pretty staggering. Yeah. You know, Giolito and Lynn and Dylan Cease. Like what you can learn from those guys, what they can learn from you. I think it's just going to make all of you better. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm mean, really excited to pick them, and I'm just excited to watch. You know, Lynn and throw, and uh, you know, I want to I want to pick Julio's mind on his changeup. Oh yeah, dirty, absolutely Butter- filthy, uh, butterfly. Well, we're going to miss you uh, at spring training in Peoria. I know you'll be just down the road. In fact, you share a spring training complex with those Dodgers now uh, down in Camelback. That's terrible. So, yeah, you're going to have to mingle that. with all of them uh, during uh, February and March. But hopefully we'll see you uh, sometime while we're down there, uh, while, while we catch up. And uh, we'll talk to you at some point during the season next year, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Mike Levenger, uh, off-season, little chat, and always good catching up with Mike on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, back live here. And you know what I, I respect about that? It'd be very easy for Mike Clevenger to say, yeah, I don't play for that team anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't want need to come to, on. I don't need to come on in that city. I don't need to, you know, kiss up to that fan base at all. He did it just because he is, just seems like a, just a genuinely pretty good dude. And I'm glad we got a chance to, to get too, to know man. him a little bit better Me over the too. last couple of years. He was great, man. He was great to us. And I know it didn't end the way any of us wanted it to. Um, and you know, at the including end of, him, including him, more him, especially than, trust him. me, him, more him than you. Pro- I promise you, I promise he's you. more disappointed than however disappointed you were that he couldn't hold a four nothing lead. Right, he's way more, he's way more disappointed. Um, you know, the the grind of coming back from two TJs is is mentally it's got to be exhausting. Physically, we know how hard it is. Actually, <laughs> none of us do, but he does. So. All right, uh, we will be back 6 a.m. Oh, to boy, break down oh, Rams and Seahawks. Let's go! From the very beginning. He says this like if he does it, deal. <laughs> if you mention it, you talk get Talk about the USD tomorrow. Women's Volleyball National Semifinals. Oh, oh, yeah. buy a taser no, or a shot. Yeah, can we tase them? Extravaganza I'm going to go look for one today. For Paul Riddle, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Coach coming up next. It'll be a fun one tomorrow. Be there four hours on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.